Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. As that you'll stand to your feet. On this coming Wednesday will be our Ash Wednesday service. At 12 noon, we will be uh, anointing your heads for this 40-day journey. I want to ask all of you that can and will to join us in the sanctuary. Two opportunities for worship, 12 noon and then again at 7.30 p.m. I I will be uh, anointing your head with oil. Uh, My uh, partner in ministry, Pastor Jerry, is flying in uh, from Lagos, Nigeria to be with us to uh, lead us uh, in prayer. Uh, again, on uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, our group therapy will be virtual. I'll be teaching you about the rubrics and the mechanics of uh, fasting and what Lent means and why God is calling us to a deeper level of devotion in Him. Uh, so I ask that you would please be a part of it. Look at the person beside you. Tell them God is in a rush. Amen. Would you join me in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. What an amazing day. Thank God for our dancers who shared with us today creatively to our own music ministry. Thank you so very much. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 4. I want to read just uh, the first three words. Let's read it together. Love is patient. You may be seated. Love is patient. First Corinthians 13, verse number four. First three words, love is patient. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, I'm running out of patience. I'm running. <clears throat> I'm running out of patience. A lot of you are antsy already and don't know what's taking so long. We have become a rush culture. We want quick answers to complex problems. We speed date, use self-checkout lines, text instead of talk, speak in abbreviations, honk the horn when the light turns green, eat takeout food in the car before we can ever get home. We use no commas, just exclamation points. Currently in Silicon Valley, there is no technology being developed to download information slower. 
We watch entire series on Netflix in a weekend just so that we can find out how it's going to end. We um, no longer read. We've switched to audio books. In 2004, a report in the Journal of Biosocial Science gave the earth-shattering revelation I need you to hear it. It's going to mess you up. That impatience is linked to obesity. That impatience is linked to hypertension. The inability to delay immediate gratification will many times manifest on your fork. Impatience many times is the underbelly of debt because we buy it before we've worked for it. So impatience, I need you to hear this, it's going to mess you up. Impatience will make you overweight and overstretched. Being a patient and having patience is two different things. They are what my English teacher calls homophones because they sound the same but have very different meanings. The noun patience refers to the ability to wait or endure hardship for a long time without becoming frustrated. While patience is the plural form of a singular patient who's waiting to receive medical care. The shade of charcoal gray is where it sickens me, here it is, that nobody on the earth wants to be a patient because it means I'm waiting to be helped. I'm waiting to be cared for. I'm waiting to be recognized. I'm waiting to be valued. I'm trying to be patient, but who I love is making me sick. It's nauseating how nice I am. Being ignored gives me tremors. Being lied to makes me feel like I have lice. And being mishandled gives me migraines that Advil cannot solve. Imagine, if you will, my surprise when the Apostle Paul is enunciating to the Corinthians all the dimensions of love and says that the very first characteristic of love, hear this, is patience. Now he says this, before the 5th century poem, Psychomania, was written, that describes patience as a virtue, which means in no other certain terms, hear this, that patience will defeat anger. I lost you. Patience will defeat anger. With all the complexities you carry 
Anybody who's really interested in you is going to have to be patient. If, 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 if they are not patient, they're not going to be able to understand you. You got to be patient with me. I jump to conclusions. You got to be patient with me. I run away with my own imagination. You got to be patient with me. I overanalyze text messages. You got to be patient with me. I pay attention to small details in changes of behavior. You got to be patient with me. I expect the worst. Got to be patient with me. I go with my gut. You got to be patient with me. I got a bad memory, but I remember everything you said. You got to be patient with me. If you switch up, I'll shut down. You got to be patient with me. I love God, but I don't always want to go to church. You got to be patient with me. I love the word, but don't quote scripture when I'm angry. If you want a hot dog, you can get that anywhere in a few minutes. But I'm more like lasagna. It's layers to me. Anything worth having is worth the wait, and I am worth waiting for, but you just gonna have to be patient. Look at your neighbor, tell him, I am not fast food, I'm filet mignon. I gotta sit for a while. I just need your patience. Pardon my dust, I'm under construction. The Greek word for love, the Greek word for love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is a word called markothumio. Markothumio, which is a compound word. Marco means long. Thumio means passion. Love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is a Greek word translated Marco Thumio, compound word. Marco means long, Thumio means passion. Therefore, to be patient doesn't mean to be short on strength, it means to be long on passion. The passion of love is always greater than the contemptuousness of hate. Hear this, so my capacity to love you will outlive your commitment to be mad with me. I love you even when you angry. I love you and you got to get out my house. I love you and I'm disappointed with your dumb decisions. I love you to death, but I ain't giving you no more money. I love you, but we are not going to hang the way that we used to. I know that you are upset and ain't speaking to me, but I still love you. And the problem is, is something you can do about it. Be patient with me. Just because I forgave you don't mean I forgot. I keep it in my files. I need some real people right here. 
I am not harboring any animosity, but don't trigger me because I am like a Vietnam vet. I wake up in the middle of the night and remember what you did to me three months ago. Be patient with me. Recently, recently I've been unable to get out of my head the poor father of the prodigal son, he raised a young man who had no patience. He went to his dad even though he wasn't ready to manage his inheritance. You have to be patient because some stuff you are not ready for. And in other instances, the stuff ain't ready for you. The young man got his inheritance prematurely and the Bible says he spent it all until he becomes so destitute that he has to make a penthouse out of a pig pen. I want you to lift up that hand. I want you to pray this prayer with me, please. Lift up that hand. Those of you online, lift up that hand. Those of you in this room, lift up that hand. Repeat after me. Lord, don't send me anybody or anything, or anything I'm, not for. I'm not ready for. I'd rather be patient, rather be patient than end up with a pig. If that's where you are, would you give God glory right there? You have to understand the gravity of the offense because he is an orthodox Jew that are sworn against pork and he's waking up in a pig pen. This is not where he's supposed to be. And when he wakes up in something he is not supposed to be with, in a condition he is not supposed to live in, the Bible says in that moment he has an epiphany and comes to himself and said, I can do better as a servant in my father's house. He pulls himself together and starts heading back home where he knows he's going to be loved and restored. But I don't want you to pay attention to that son who smells like a swine. What I want you to pay attention to is the father sitting on the front porch. He sees the son and the Bible says from afar off. And before the boy could ever come down the driveway, he starts giving orders, set up the grill. We about to have a cookout. Somebody run down to Macy's and buy him a brand new roll. I got to get him out of that stupidness that he is in. Run him a hot tub. I got to bathe him so he don't smell like what he was in. The father loves him enough to be patient for him to come back to himself. I want to say this to somebody, and I don't know where you are, whether you're in this room or abroad, be patient. I need you to hear what God told me to tell you, be patient. I need you to know this is not your pastor speaking, it is the spirit of the living God. Be patient. God says, I know they messed up. I know they fell short. I know that they are a train wreck, but be patient. Before Easter gets here, they are going to come out of that 
cycle of behavior. Be patient. They are going to get out of jail and get themselves together. Be patient. I'm going to open up a door for them to get out of that relationship. Be patient. I'm getting ready to break the stronghold of addiction that is over their life. Be patient. This is their last time going to court. Be patient. God is getting ready to rip them away from them silly incompetent friends. God just wants to know how are you going to act when you see them coming back together in the place that you prayed for. I need you to look at your neighbor and say I wish I could hold it together but I just can't stop praising his name. I'm not giving God glory for me but you don't know who I've been waiting for for them to get their life back together. Hallelujah. Be seated, please. They're coming back. They're going to get it together. Their focus is going to be on. Their head is going to be straight. I need you to encourage your neighbor and tell them, be patient. God is bringing them back before April the 9th. Over the next 40 days, whoever in your family has made a mess of their life, God is going to wake them up in the middle of the night and send them back to restoration. I need you to shout out loud, hey up God! Love is patient. Love is patient. Watch this. Because when you love earnestly, authentically, and genuinely, quitting is never an easy option. Love makes me hold on when my mind tells me to quit. Love will make me not give up on you when I seem the worst in you. Love will believe that there's better for you even when you don't see it for yourself. Love is patient. And I'm tired of y'all stuck up folk who act like I'm talking about somebody else. The reason why I'm shouting in church is because God been patient with me. I keep messing up. I keep dropping the ball. I keep going back. But God is sitting right there saying, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Hallelujah. Be seated, please. Hallelujah. Be seated, please. Lay hands on yourself. Say, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Be seated, please. Um, be patient. I'm going to finish. Please, would you be seated? Please. Yeah. Amen. Be seated, please. Uh, amen. 
Look at the person beside and say, all you got to do is be patient. Hallelujah. Be patient. Hallelujah. Be patient. Uh, years ago, I mean years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago, um, years ago, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of years ago, um, <laughs> it was a long time, yes, years ago when uh, I could actually eat McDonald's, um, this is <laughs> years ago, when, when I could eat McDonald's, uh, I went to McDonald's one time years ago, and uh, I got my health ministry sitting right here. Was, <laughs> years ago when I could eat McDonald's, uh, I remember one time I went in the drive-thru, and uh, I ordered a quarter pounder with cheese uh, with no onions, uh, extra pickles, and uh, Big Mac sauce. This is years ago. This one... <laughs> It's a long time ago. I got in the drive-thru at McDonald's and I uh, ordered a quarter pounder with cheese, no onions, extra pickle, uh, Big Mac sauce. And uh, I ordered it and uh, uh, the young girl who was on the headset uh, said, we got your order, pull over to the side and uh, we'll be with you in a minute. Uh, I pulled over to the side and uh, I started texting on my phone and uh, I noticed cars going past me. Yeah. It wasn't one car. It was uh, my four, uh, five cars. And I'm, I'm sitting there, you know. And uh, I started honking the horn. Because uh, this is fast food. And uh, I honked the horn, uh, waiting for somebody to come address what my concern was. I'm honking the horn. And those who get in their food uh, look over at me side-eyed. Uh, get their bag from the second window and, uh, and drive off. I, I, I get out of my car. I'm, I'm, out. I'm a protester by nature. I get out of my car and uh, bang on the window at McDonald's. Come on, I'm, I'm walking in apostolic authority. Let me see the manager. I need uh, to see the manager, because I've, I've been sitting over here, and uh, the manager says, we know your order, sir. Go back and sit in your car. You know, I was looking. <laughs> you talking to me? So, Go back and sit in your car, sir. I said, I've been over here waiting. And I done seen six, seven, eight cars pass me. And I'm sitting over here waiting. And I, I'm trying to figure out, did y'all forget me? And, and, and the manager says, sir, if you'll get back in your car, all the cars you saw go ahead of you had regular orders. I'm leaving. But because you got a special order, it's going to take yours a little bit longer than what it's going to take everybody else. Y'all, I got to get out of here. But God told me to tell you, I dare you to shout. If you waiting on something that everybody else don't want, God said, I'll be 
with you in a minute. I'm working on something special. Would you look at your neighbor and say, what God's got for me, it is for me. He got a house nobody lived in. He got a car nobody's ever drove. He got a man I ain't got a share. God got something for me that nobody else can have. Move out of here. But would you look at your neighbor and say, You ain't got to wait long. It's on the way. Whatever you've been praying for, it's on the way. Sooner or later, it's going to work in your favor. It's turning around. I dare to turn around like you waiting on something. I said, Turn around like it's about to be delivered. Turn around like the check is in the mail. Pastor, when is he gonna do it? Late in the midnight hour. He's gonna turn it around. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Give your neighbor a high five and tell him it won't be long now. It's about to be handled. It won't be long now. I need a screamer right here. God said, whatever you shout know, whatever you praying for, whatever you believe in them to do, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Be not weary in well-doing, boy, in due season. I got a scripture for you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount up! I'm going to wait right here. I'm going to wait right here. Away right here while you trying to figure it out. The Lord is already working it out. I'ma wait until my change comes. I'ma wait till my son gets himself together. I'ma wait. hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.